Dumpster Divas, welcome to another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister, Kix Hamlet. We are here to dive into the reality TV that made us, well, the garbage we are. I know that's right. And expect like a mix of throwback recaps as well as chats about what we are still watching today. Tom, are you ready to get into it? Let's go. Hi, Kix. Hello. We have a very exciting day today. Uh, we have a very exciting day and guests today. Day and guests. Um, <laughs> so, you know, before we, you know, bring them in and talk about what we're about to talk about, we for a long time here on the podcast have been, um, you guys have reached out and asked us to talk about Drag Race and we also have been wanting to talk about Drag Race because it's been a big part of our lives growing up as queer siblings. Um, but we didn't always feel like it was the right space because we are not drag queens um, and we can't provide the adequate, you know, like conversation and eye on the art of drag. So we wanted to bring someone on who has that perspective and have a really fun conversation about where drag has, you know, evolved. Um, and we are joined by an extra special guest. You know her from season six of Drag Race. You know her from So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, her choreography has been on the likes of Tadra Call, Miley Cyrus, Trixie and Katya. Uh, she's a light of advocacy in the cannabis industry, a uh, choreographer, TV star, and fellow Dallas native. Make sure to purchase her palette with Trixie Cosmetics, titled Extravaganja Palette, and Flaming Hot Liquid Lipstick, and subscribe to her YouTube channel, for day in the life updates and Laganja Estranja is here with us. Y'all wanted a twist? What's up? Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. We are so lucky and just so excited to talk to you. We like Tom said, we are drag race girls through and through, little two closeted queers in Texas. Tom would make <laughs> our family watch um as a group <laughs> and it was like look at this show it's like america's next top model but better hey and you know a funny. family that drags together <laughs> stays together so i love it. exactly exactly totally agree and you are also um fresh off uh the heels of the drag isn't dangerous telethon which was yesterday where um y'all organized y'all raised over like half a million dollars which is amazing yeah it's incredible in four and a half hours it's pretty insane Congrats on that. I mean, all the hard work that y- y'all put in. And a friend of the pod, actually, uh, Emerson Collins, um, worked on it. I don't. He, nice. Yeah, he, he was the showrunner. He was amazing. And I've mm-hmm. known him since, oh my God, I was like five or six from Dallas. We did many uh, shows yes. together. So. I, oh, I always forget he's from Dallas. And I'm always uh-huh. surprised every time <laughs> someone tells well, me. Well, I don't that. think he's from Dallas, but he lived in Dallas mm. for, for a big part of his life. And during that part, I happened to be working with him a lot i actually know him as jonathan um but you know uh he is amazing and he really turned it out yesterday it's yeah it's a it's amazing what y'all did so congrats on that congrats and thank you it goes without saying it's a wild time in the world and, absolutely uh drag performers are i often refer to y'all as superhuman like superheroes seriously the the work that y'all do on stage and off uh, not everyone can do it, and it should be, um, you know, it should be celebrated and not looked at as any sort of, you know, detriment to society. It's we're gifted to get to see all of y'all do what you do. So yeah, I mean, drag is an art form, so it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. this narrative that they're spinning that it's some evil thing or that it's geared towards children. You know, I personally consider myself an adult entertainer and want absolutely nothing to do with your children. So. Uh, I was really grateful that I was able to donate my time yesterday and talk to so many lovely people on the phone who donated. It was a very uh, moving experience and it gave me a lot of hope for our future, not only as a drag community, but just as a community of human beings on this planet, because we heard from all different types of people yesterday and families included. So it was a really special moment and definitely uh, worth the time and effort. No, Amazing. yeah. I mean, seriously, thank you. And the work continues. If you're listening, you know, there are so many places that you can um, show your support by donating to um, that can further help spread the positive aspects of drag. So um, make sure to do that. But, you know, we're here to talk about fun stuff. So I want to jump into some fun <laughs> stuff a little bit. Wait, so before we get into, so we're, we're, we're going to talk about uh, season four, which I'll get to kind of why I we picked that season as kind of like a, a place to start. But before we get to that, I just want to talk about you a little bit. And um, I know in some interviews recently, you've spoken about how like all stars six, your return um, 
from the sky <laughs> was um, kind of like a perfect little like closure for you to the franchise. And with that being said, like what is kind of like next for you in the media sphere? Like what kind of show, movie, you know, short form content, long form content do you feel is like kind of where your dreams lie next? Sure. Uh, well, I'm really focused this year on my music ever since uh, coming out on RuPaul's Drag Race in 2014. I've dropped a single every single year except for one, which was, I think, 21. Um, so this year we're really focused on making that a thing and having people understand that I am also a musician in addition to all the things that you had listed in the beginning. So I actually just did my very first live performance. I opened up for Peaches in Atlanta, which was amazing. an amazing experience. One, because I make most of my music in Atlanta and have for the last five years. And two, because I grew up listening to Peaches music, you know, back in 2007 in high school. Mm -hmm. So it was such a yeah. A wild dream come true to be able to open for her and do an all live 35 minute set. Um, and so, yeah, we're working right now on launching my EP. We just shot my new music video for my lead single called Daily Basis. And we are going to be announcing my tour very soon. I can say that it is going to start internationally because we are mm -hmm. facing so many challenges here in the US sure. and me being both trans and drag and cannabis, we found it really difficult <laughs> to uh, sure. get dates booked, to be honest. So I'm super excited yeah. that I have love across the world. And right now we're looking at uh, the Middle East, Latin America, UK and Australia. So super excited to announce that officially coming very soon this summer. You're an international superstar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that must feel amazing wait so also since you know since you're on the show i mean and you were so you know pro the use of cannabis and its legalization so much in that world has changed in a positive mm -hmm. way since you've been on the show and it's becoming legal like everywhere what are like some like ways that you know as like an advocate for that industry that we can like continue to support um local or like things that will actually like further help the, actual, the people from the ground up that have been trying to get this done instead of having it kind of shift over to like a very capitalist like mm -hmm. business perspective, which is kind of inevitably probably where we're headed with it. But like, are there certain vendors that you like to support or things like that? Yeah. I mean, my best advice to people is to just show up. I think you got to show up for the queer brands. You got to show up for the uh, events that maybe necessarily aren't geared towards queer people, but to create space for queer people. I mean, I think that's been something that has truly shocked me over the many years is that there is still a lot of homophobia and transphobia in the cannabis community. Um, now, of course, none of my friends who smoke weed are like this, but I think overall, especially as we're going more legal in more states, and like you said, corporations are dipping their hand into the pool, uh, we're losing a lot of the ori original message of cannabis, which is one love and accepting people for who they truly are. So I always tell people the best thing you can do is is to show up and create that space and be the change you want to see in the world. And weed makes people happy, so don't be a dick. Exactly, <laughs> right? Know? Like I don't get I, that doesn't make any it's sense. It's literally to me. just a good time. Like yeah. it's like <laughs> a good time, that, a good sleep, like, a good. Yes. it's always good. Right, it's not hurting anyone. Like yeah, be be cool. Don't be all uncool. Exactly. You know? um, it's, I mean, we're. Oh, go ahead, kick. I was just gonna talk about weed for a second but we're like we grew up in texas and are it's it's not legal there yet it is legal in oklahoma which is crazy just based on how like racist and homophobic and transphobic and awful people in oklahoma can be not everybody but so it's just crazy to see that like these states who are very big farm states are capitalizing off of something that like you're mentioning, is supposed to be one love and peace and love and joy and harmony. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a shame, yeah, it's but, you know, yeah. I think the more we uh, recreationalize the plant, the more education and the stigma breaking happens, and, and that way we're able to grow as a community. So I'm just excited to see where it goes. And, and like you said, when I started this over a decade ago, we were nowhere near where we are now. So I have a lot of, a lot of hope uh, that, 
pretty soon we'll be able to pick up weed everywhere, which will be awesome. <laughs> we can in New York City. It's honestly annoying because we are losing delis and bodegas. Ah, <laughs> uh, for... deli. <laughs> no, I know it's only the delis. That's the thing. It's like, it's like, well, where am I going to get my grilled cheese right. and Doritos? <laughs> well, if they were smart, they'd keep the deli so you could pick up your weed okay. and your sandwich. Well, exactly. hold on. Wait, what's your like go-to munchie snack? Oh my gosh. Uh, probably chips and salsa. Ooh. Classic. A solid Tex-Mex. Exactly. Yeah. Well, wait, what is your go-to? If you, when you go home to the Dallas area, like where is, what's your like go-to Tex-Mex? I love an El Phoenix. Love mm, on the border. Classic. Uh-huh. classic. My, my first two choices when it comes. To yeah. Have you been to Joe T's before? I don't think so. Joe T Garcia's in Fort Worth. Oh well, that's not Dallas, girl. Well, I know it's not Dallas, <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's like <laughs> it's delicious and amazing. And at dinner, they have two things on the menu: you pick from fajitas or enchiladas. And it's I'd pick enchiladas for sure. Beyond. Yeah. It's yeah. beyond delicious. Yum. Yeah, I made I made Tex Mex enchiladas on Sunday, so I'm always, I'm an enchiladas. Girl. Me too, love them. Yeah, <laughs> there's a place you should whenever you're in the city in in New York City. There's a place called Havelina. It's a um, it's a Tex Mex place that an actual like Dallas oh, native really? came to I the city and was down, like, we don't. I always try to find no, Mexican it's, it's food in uh, New York, and I'm like, meh. No, 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 no. It's, it's actually really it tastes like Tex Mex. It tastes like Dallas food. They so have Havelina, like real queso. Oh, I love real queso. Not yeah. like not sometimes in New York City they call it like Austin cheese and it's like just like melted cheddar cheese. <laughs> more like fondido or whatever. Yes, exactly. Right. Which queso yeah. fondido is good, but it's like that's not that's like not why what we I'm call here, queso. You know? Right. So wait, what was the name of the okay. place again? Havelina. I'm t- I'm gonna email oh, it to you right okay, now. Um, so I will check it, it out for sure because I usually go yeah. to a place in hell. Hey, hey, come here. No, don't go. I was gonna say there's a place in Hell's Kitchen that's cute, but the food is very like the Hell's Kitchen. The Hell's Kitchen spots are not the gays love Mexican food. I don't know why necessarily logistically. The but they do. <laughs> oh, well, it's delish. But it doesn't... Oh, hi, puppy. Puppers. They're doing construction and have been since seven thirty this morning outside my house. So she goes a little crazy oh, when course. she hears them. <laughs> Wait, what's what's your dog's name? This is name? Little Dabbers. A little dabber. Oh, that's a perfect name. Gotta keep it on brand. <laughs> right? Wait, when you're in Dallas, also, are you a barbecue girl? Love barbecue. Mm. Where do we go? Sunny Brian's. Sunny there it B- is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> with a nice piece of white bread. Like, uh, people don't get It's not a people... nice piece of white bread. It's a no, wonder bread. The, the low no, cost. It's, yeah. it's Mrs. Bear. It's not wonder bread. Mrs. Oh, Barrett's true. Yeah, bread. we're in Texas. It's Mrs. Bear. So, in, when you went in, in Dallas, when you get barbecue, for those who don't know, like, you get like a whole plate of everything you want. And then when you ask for bread, like, they give you not toasted, like, a literally, like, I mean, raw, quote unquote, like, <laughs> piece of bread. And it's, it's sliced bread. And you just, like, douse it in barbecue sauce and it is and brisket or whatever it is so good and it's kind of weird after like leaving texas you think about it it is kind of weird that it's like it's not toasted it's not like baked it's literally just like a slice out of of the bag white ass (laughs) bread hey if it broke don't fix it you know exactly exactly wait two more dallas things okay favorite gay favorite gay bar I mean, I guess station there's like four. there's like three. I yes. guess I'm like <laughs> S four. Yeah, I guess station four. I mean, I like the country bar too across the street. Yeah, the roundup. Round the roundup. Roundup yeah. is fun, and then I think there was the lesbian bar, Sue Ellen. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Sue Ellen's. But mm-hmm. I'm like, those are literally that. That's so, it. That's not true. a lot to pick from, so I'd say all of them. I guess. <laughs> and then this is hard, but like, is there a specific drag queen like at the Rose Room that you were like? this is everything to me like i mean i definitely really grew up you. loving crystal summers for sure She's yeah definitely one of my favorites there yeah amazing yeah so if you don't know the rose room for those that have not been to dallas before is like the top floor of uh, s4 and it's a um it's a drag club where they essentially have like a cast in season that like does shows there regularly it's not like in new york city um where girls just have like a night at a bar it's like a show and it's it's really mm-hmm. something special if you're ever in dallas to go go check it out um and do you remember but, uh, what station four was called before it was station four no, no. I, I never been there before okay, was so y'all was it? okay well i think we're probably i think we're probably around the same age but i i'm 35 I think 30 i'm 33 okay 
Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm 32. I don't know why I said 30. <laughs> yeah, so you're a bit older than me. But I wasn't going out in, I wasn't going out until I came back from college, like going out and down. Oh, really? Okay. I, yeah, because I didn't come out until I was 18. My, my ID when I was young. So, because mm-hmm. I'm 88, so I punched one of the eights out, so it looked like a zero. So I started mm-hmm. going at like 16. Oh, my God, you're so smart. Good. I didn't. Yeah. That someone else did. <laughs> Wait, what, um, what was it called before? I knew you were going to ask me that. I don't remember. <laughs> you asked us. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I will if I type it in. Let me see. Station for original name. It's such a good time. They do like drag bingo. Um, it's so fun. Yeah. It's just, it's perfect. I love, I love S4. We, last time Tom and I ah. were in Dallas. What? Village what Station. Village Station. That, the village. Oh, I kind of like that better. Yeah. Why was it, why was it changed to Station 4? Like, is it... Who knows? To make it hipper. Yeah. S4 sounds better than, like, VS. I think, like, Village is giving very YMCA vibes, you know? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, so we're going to get into Drag Race a little bit. Let's do it. So we like to kind of, like, start with uh, the history behind the show when the show premiered and kind of chatting about, like, what was going on in the culture when the show was happening. Um, so the sh- so Drag Race premiered in uh, 2009. Um, I was a February 2nd, 2009. I was in my senior year of high school. Um, and at the end of that season, we crowned Cameroon's BB Zahara Benet as our first winner. Um, and then the show, as many of you know, has had uh, massive success. 15 seasons so far uh, of the OG uh, show itself. Won 24 Emmys, tons of spinoffs. We are now in... Uh, I think I wrote something like 15 other franchises around the world, which is insane. Insane. Um, and I'm sure there are more in the pipeline. I saw something about Mexico. Is that new? I think so. And the most watched episode of the show was this past finale crowning iconic trans superstar Sasha Colby. Wow. Is that really? It was the most watched? Most wow. watched. Most watched show of the entire series. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. And season and season fifteen has the highest is the highest rated season since season nine, actually. Wow. I guess I was reading that it got a big bump bump when moved to MTV. Yeah. Because sure. I think VH one is on the on its way out of programming. Well, it's all owned by Viacom, so it's all the same. Right. It's all the same thing, I know, when yeah. people are like, I don't get it. But, you know, it started on Logo. I remember I loved the Monday nights on Logo days. Me you know, too. that was your that was your era. That was my era, <laughs> and it was so fun because, you know, we had the viewing parties then, too, and there was never anything on Mondays, so it was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was a great way to kind of, like, round out the weekend. Like, the weekend was over. Monday night, it can be a chiller night. You can watch... And you can also stay, you know, like go to a local bar and then go home and not go out after because it's a Monday. I don't know. I just love the vibe on Mondays. Me too. But how many times did you audition before the show? Was it a one once on and then you were on? That's right. One take wonder. Yes. You're a one take wonder, baby. I love to hear that. I was lucky, you know, because my drag mother, Alyssa Edwards, was on the season before me. And mm-hmm. World of Wonder was just obsessed with her, as they still are, as they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that really helped, uh, you know, parlay me into the show. You, you know, are are pretty much known as the kind of person that coined the entrance line catchphrase. Um, for those who don't know, if this is like your first entry into Drag Race, um, now such a big part of the show is like the entrance to the workroom is like the beginning where you get to know someone and they all have this line. And Laganja's entrance, um, you wanted a twist, let's get sickening. Um, uh, season six, let's get sickening was a moment that like really transcends reality TV. Like, how does that feel to know that you created (laughs) this like part of the vocabulary of a show? I mean, it's, it's like a tradition of the show that you started. I mean, it feels amazing. You know, I I was a super fan of the show back in 2009. I was in my sophomore year of college and I would have viewing parties at my little apartment with my friend and we would all get in drag and watch the show. So to be such a, you know, part of the show's lexicon and history, it just makes me feel really proud as an artist that I left my stamp on the brand. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It really is. It is, is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kix, what was happening um, when uh, the show was airing? So we're covering, once again, season four. So the reason we're chatting season four is I, I often tell people when you're going back to watch the show, if you've never seen it before, that season four is a great place to start because uh, you get so many characters that are so important to the franchise. 
and sets you up for five and six, which I think are two of the best seasons. Um, and then I would say, I always say go four, five, six, then go back to one, two, three. Cause now you're familiar with the setup. Um, and four to me felt like a big moment. Do you, do you kind of know, get that vibe from season four that it was like something about it felt a little bit different? I don't know. You know, for me, I always tell people to go back to the beginning because I think the beginning was so unique in its format. And I also believe in the beginning, it was less about drama and more Mm -hmm. about telling queer stories and shedding light on why queer uh, journey and transitions are so important. Um, You know, I just like, for instance, think of Angina and her coming out uh, with being positive and really being a representation for that community. And at that time, we didn't have that. So I really love the beginning seasons. And I think, you know, you should do it chronologically. But (laughs) season four was definitely great Uh, to me. In my mind, five and six are the ones that really stand out, um, which is why I'm like, I hope you're going to refresh us on season four because I don't really remember. But no, I got you. I, <laughs> no, got, we got you. you. Yeah. I think every I think everybody has their favorite and they and they pick what, you know, for them was sort of the start. I mean, I hear people now say that nine was a start for them. So, you mm-hmm. know, I think it just depends on where you tuned in and, and what you relate to the most. But for me, it was those beginning seasons because it was just so impactful to see these queer people talk about their real lives. And yes, there was shade, but it wasn't really focused on that. And I personally mm-hmm. really liked that more. I thought that format was really beautiful and really showed drag and drag community in such a unique light. Well, during season four, some movies that we were on the roster or coming down the pipeline, mm-hmm. Avatar, the fir- obviously the first one. <laughs> Wait, that's how long ago that... <laughs> The first one came out, and the yes. second one just came out. Well, and I, yeah. I never saw that when that came out. I actually just saw the first one recently, so that I could be prepared for the second one. I'm not a huge fan of them. I love them, but I totally missed that for sure. Wait, wait, how was the second one? I haven't seen it. I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. We went and saw it in 4D, so the chairs were moving mm. and they were spitting water Ooh. in our face, and it was lots of fun. <laughs> I could go without the water in my face, but that does sound fun. Yeah. Some other um, hits, Twilight New Moon, also a cultural oh, reset. Uh, I missed all of those. Wow. <laughs> same. I, it's honestly same. And Glorious Bastards and Zombieland were some other like highlights, personally, okay. that I loved. Um, Music-wise, wow. Just Dance during this... Um, of course was number one for many weeks um on the billboard top 100 single ladies heartless by kanye west live your life ti rihanna love story taylor swift this person this one i wanted to include it's good it it, it was was. just like a wonder like such a moment like in time gives you hell all american rejects no they couldn't come out with stuff now like it did love (laughs) them So um, I so what's so funny, Kix, is I I was actually weirdly in like an All American Rejects like Instagram stalking hole the other day really because weird. Why? it is weird. No, because I heard I heard um uh it wasn't it gives you hell. It was like an older one. I can't remember some of their other hits, but like I, I heard it somewhere and I was like, I wonder what they're doing. Um, and I they're still touring. They are. They have like a Good they have a that. tour like coming up right now totally they and i'm like new music big time, rush go? Is back. big time rush is back on the tour circuit as well so but big time rush is more your age range <laughs> of like really. disney nickelodeon isn't it i no, it's like a little pat like i'm a little too old for big time rush oh okay did yeah, i watch I, it certainly but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um some <laughs> other reality tv that was airing at this time survivor season 19 smoa with winner Natalie Russell and Shambo were also on that season. Oh, okay, yeah. A and EM cycle twelve. I think that was like the quote unquote short season. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Allen won American Idol and a star was born as well. Adam Lambert, Courtney and Kim's begin to take Miami, and then <laughs> okay, at the great. end of this year, Jersey Short aired, resetting the fate of television also forever. Amazing. Um, well. Season four, episode one, we have a stacked cast, I believe, in a lot of ways. We get so many great entrances, and the, sh- the, se- the episode starts with Willem's entrance, and Willem, to me, <laughs> between <laughs> just the... First of all, it was, it was kind of the first time I had seen a drag artist be like so... Be like, no, there's so much more than this show. Like, I'm on TV. 
<laughs> and it was so cool to see her just be like, no, I'm on TV shows. Like, this is just like a fun little like adventure I'm going on for fun. But like, <laughs> like I book work. I loved Willem. I was a huge fan of her for huge. Same. I mean, is she the only person that's ever gotten disqualified from the show? I believe for... so. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Not injury related as well. <laughs> yeah. No, no injury was present during the disqualification. <laughs> Yes, we have Willem. We have uh, Lashawn Beyond. I forgot about Lashawn Beyond. Um, Um, Apocalyptic. Uh, Jiggly Caliente. Fifi O'Hara. Madam McQueer. This is the Fifi and Sharon Needle season. Yes. Yes. Milan, Alyssa Summers, Dita Ritz, The Princess, Kenya Michaels, Chad Michaels, Latrice, Sharon. Um, It's a great group of gals. Oh, wow. Latrice. Okay. Yeah. This was Mm -hmm. a pretty iconic season for sure. Right. And we get Latrice like. And Latrice, too, carries, like, such an amazing story. Yes. And she not only carries just this beautiful, like, story of, like, kind of rebirth and growth through, you know, what she's gone through, but she also is so present and carries just, like, this mothering presence where you feel... You can tell that. I mean, I've never been in a room with her. I, I'm sure That's that you not have. That's true. We have. Just we've from seen a distance. her on a show, but yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but like, I have the. Uh, she gives the energy that you just feel like. <laughs> you feel safe around her. She just yeah. has this mothering energy about her. You definitely feel like you're at home with her. I mean, she's one of my favorite drag queens to come out of RuPaul's Drag Race, um, and mm-hmm. not just because she smokes a lot of weed, but <laughs> because she is just truly like what we like to call a good time gal. And yeah. amazing performer, an amazing person. I love her husband, Chris. We've had many special memories together. In fact, I just went recently to Vegas to see her in the in the RuPaul's Drag Race live show to support her with my friend Robin Slonina. And it was just spectacular. I mean, she is a true drag superstar. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, no, absolutely. I'm so happy she's doing the Vegas show, too. I think that's like a... Well, she should have been there earlier, in my opinion. Is oh, we saw her back? do. She like the... never stopped. She's no, no, I'm seeing the reality back. TV. Like the no, no, no. Oh, yeah, I don't think that show got. No, that was just a that was a one season wonder. Yeah. That mm. one. No, but the 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 show at the Flamingo is is yes. ongoing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I I really want to go see it. I've I you haven't have seen heard it. It's wonderful. No. Oh, it's super no. cute. Super cute. Yeah, no, I've 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 heard that Growing it's a blast. Up, we were from uh, we were flamingo girls. Our parents. Okay. <laughs> I know that's like kind of it's scary to say. A, it's I not don't a really big play, but you should wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> I'm just I'm just revealing something. We're being honest here. Yeah, Gondra literally just went like, okay. <laughs> I just was never a Vegas girl. It's not my vibe. I like the shows. Yeah. yeah. Casinos. I mean, even to this day, I just don't really have that big an interest in gambling and being inside like room full of smoke so so much cigarettes not really my smoke. thing and i smoke cigarettes so you would think i would love that <laughs> but, uh no i don't know i just don't enjoy smelling like an ashtray or being around a bunch of homophobic tourists you know it's not it it's not the place for me everyone's like are you gonna do the vegas show are you gonna do the vegas show i'm like i'm good but thank you love <laughs> um, yeah, you know that's that's the thing about it that is so like about vegas it's like uh, especially in a post like Trump world, I'm like, I don't want to go. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot of like people that really don't um, have any, like really despise queer people, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, just a lot I of mean, drunk it's... people. And, you know, I mean, it's fun for a moment, but I uh, right. definitely, when I get booked there, I'm in and out. I, I don't usually hang around to be honest. Yeah, no. So in this first episode, we have, um, the iconic photo. Fo- I, I miss the old days of like the photo shoots where it's like they do that for, and they actually did it on season 15, which I thought was like mm-hmm. so fun. Um, I'm cause it kind of reminisce to like America's Next Top Model, totally. which is kind of like the initial mm-hmm. inspo for the show. And I think that's such a fun way to start the show with like microwees taking photos of the girls and they're on a thing Micro-wees. that's spinning around. Oh my gosh, such a throwback. Rewatching, I haven't rewatched Drag Race in so long. Like, I. So just seeing how like how much it tips its hat to ANTM is so so funny. The fact that all the girls are in the same dress, literally spinning on a small little disc. That's something that Tyra <laughs> so would make stupid. her girls do as well. So <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know. All the cra- the crazy stuff that Tyra makes those <laughs> ladies do. It's it's too much. 
Um, so we have we have a photo shoot challenge, and then we also have uh, the runway where um, they have to make apocalyptic couture, and mm-hmm. um, they have to get this apocalyptic couture from um, these drag queen zombies, <laughs> and we get to see all of these <laughs> season one, two, and three girls dressed in like zombie getup, like Angina, Delta, mm-hmm. Raven. Um, Raven, so Raven's face was like literally pulled and snatched beautiful wig and then like kind of like a crooked shirt but she was like supposed to be a zombie i also had a moment when i was like they're outside i don't know the last or ever that the drag race girls have been outside filming so true. <laughs> it's so it's so dirty to do day drag to them like that i feel like i on, i feel like i mean day drag and on tv right enlighten yeah. enlighten us is that hell that feels like hell to me yeah but. i mean i i you know love prides but i hate prides because they're usually outside and it's hot as hell right you yeah. know right. because not a, a sport in which air conditioning is a yes or a no it is always a yes you need air conditioning <laughs> when you're in drag so yeah no performing outside in drag is not my favorite pastime <laughs> What about chasing clothes from zombies? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that sounds either. like fun, you know, and I remember that <laughs> yeah, it does, so actually. vividly. It was such a, a great callback to the other queens. And yeah. I mm-hmm. that yeah. they've always kind of sort of continued to do that throughout the franchise is to bring mm-hmm. the, you know, superstars back because it's just a fun way to keep the family alive. Agreed. I did have to laugh because Jiggly was like, I really thought Sharon... She, she was like, I had a moment where I thought Sharon was one of the zombies, and I went to go grab something from her, like, pull. That's hysterical. <laughs> well, Sharon ends up winning that challenge, right? Yeah. Blood yeah, come out does. of her mouth. It was it's such, iconic. Yes. It, it's so iconic. And Elvira, no, I mean, like, it, it's just a, an amazing pilot. Yeah. Not pilot. Wait. First episode of the season. Right, right. Yeah. Like, Andrew, what I have to know, like, when you, what is it like that first moment, like, entering into the workroom? Like, you're, you've prepped yourself, you've seen on TV what the show is going to be like, but, like, actually turning the corner and seeing it all. You don't see the workroom prior to stepping in to film, correct? That's right. Yeah, they keep you locked up, at least in my case, for several days so that you go stir crazy. So that by the time <laughs> you're finally out, you're ready to do whatever they ask. And, um, yeah, you know, for me, it was really nerve wracking. I was super nervous. I mean, I knew exactly what I was going to do. I'd practice my entrance line and practice my move for weeks on end. But uh, it was definitely a a rush of energy for sure. I am an emotional person. I can't imagine how emotional it must be to, like, walk in that room as someone who's wanted to be there for many years and a fan of the show, like, I, it would be hard for me not to be verklempt, even doing it now when I'm not a drag queen. So. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, especially it, after being locked in your room for days on end with, like, no idea what was going on. You know, our doors were taped shut. They would slip us notes underneath the door to ask us what we wanted for lunch. So we were, like, literally locked up. So, like I said, by the time we finally got to the workroom, I think we all were just so excited to be out of our holding mm-hmm. and, and to be in the room with one another. Right, pre corn pre like COVID quarantine, like now not that I want to do that. Could I do that? Possibly, because I we did it for two flat months without being able to leave the house. But so pre COVID yeah, phone or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, no phones, mind. no connection. I mean, luckily, like I said, I smoke cigarettes, so I was able to request to go outside to smoke a cigarette. Because I think I really would have gone crazy had I just mm-hmm. stayed in my room. Because even with Corona, I have a little backyard vibe. So I was able mm-hmm. to go outside because, yeah, <laughs> just being locked indoors is not not cool with me. I know. I've, I've always heard that on the show that, like, girls are like, take up smoking because you get more opportunities to like, <laughs> be separate from humans, separate from, right. like, the cast. Because they can't tell you no. Literally just be like, I want a cigarette. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. It makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so we have the apocalyptic challenge. I have all of the entrance looks and the, and the like, runway looks set up. So I'm going to share my screen. Okay. And I just want to kind of, like, go through the girls and talk about it. And once again, I just want to say, like, I am not done drag, so I'm not any sort of perspective on this. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of Dragula recently, actually, and they always say, like, we are not judging your drag. Drag is an art form and we're here to judge like, you know, 
who you are in regards to this competition. So I want to say that before, before we talk about this stuff, this is all supposed to be just like silly and fun, but I would love to hear kind of like your takes 10 years later on what, um, all of this wow. looks like. 10 years. That more was, than I 10 mean, years. Cause my, oh, yeah, sorry, not, not 10 years. My more, season yeah. was 10 years ago. So this is more. That's crazy. I mean, watching this, it doesn't, I mean, it really stands the test of time. I feel like, especially the season. Cause it was like post, Vaseline filter, as people like to joke. So I feel like, I don't know. It's just, ugh, it was so good. Wait, so first, uh, is this Rebecca Glasscock? No, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Who is this? This is Elisa Summer. She goes home the first episode. Oh, that's why I don't um, remember her. Well, okay, famously her. on the when they're doing the um, like judging after she walks down the runway. I can't remember who, if it was, I think it was RuPaul goes, tell me the significance of the tool coming out of your areola. <laughs> I didn't really <laughs> laugh at that. Because if you look like there's literally, it's not connected. It's literally just like, instead of nipples, she has tool, which work. I so we will be, it. just for people who are listening and can't see the screen, of course, because podcasts are um, audio medium, these will be on our Instagram for you guys to um, watch and listen. Whether Elisa Summers likes it or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I would say these both looks are gutted. I don't like either. <laughs> I think she looks god awful. I mean, the entrance look with that cheesy, like, Santi Alley necklace is a no for me. I think. Yeah, the, what is the that? The Karen Bob is really. With the but okay, it does hair to me... in the back. Like, no, it's a no. And then the well, is it like a snakeskin shoe? Like, <laughs> it, it appears no. so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it feels very 2011 to me. Like, don't you think every like, girl the... wore this to homecoming? Did they? I felt bad for them. I know <laughs> we were making really scary choices. Then. And then the apocalyptic, like the only thing that makes it apocalyptic is that it's shredded. It's to me giving more clown or like gesture. Yes, it like, is very clown. What is up with the color of those tights? Like it's just <laughs> a no. It's a no for me. It's it's a it's a no. It's a no. Um, okay, up next we have uh, Queen Chad Michaels. You know, I mean, it's dated, certainly, certainly. Like it doesn't. Like... Chad Michaels is an icon. She does no wrong. She okay. Here's she the does. thing: if you're right, someone you're right. next season comes in with this exact look, maybe a higher heel, everybody's gonna be living for it. So I don't think for me, so. it's just I the think hair. people would read it. I think people. <laughs> no, I think people would read it. But it's if we're thinking of in context and when it was, like, no, she was so professional. She was yeah. so on point. Her body right. shape was always correct. I mean, you know, it's not something I would personally wear, but I, I like it. I like that she's giving us spikes and embellishments for this entrance look. She's also giving us a fur, so she's playing with texture. I think that her apocalyptic look is absolutely right on par with what, you know, we, we would think of with apocalyptic. Yeah. It's giving that sort yeah. of army, uh, you know, like run for yeah very mad maxi for sure and i love the short yeah. short hair and i love the gold lip um yeah i mean i think she's just a a true pro when it comes to she doing really that. Is. So I, she I, is a pro I love something that is something that is so common i when i was pulling these images and also of this era is why was everyone obsessed with a hood <laughs> like, like why were we why was everyone like every shirt every dress like a good shirt and a good dress had an option just to, like pop the hood up right and it's like it was like the what? cap sleeves too the cap sleeve and like a hood i had like a hooded zip-up <laughs> vest i think at this time oh my god like, i love that what what was I needing a hood for but no sleeves is the real question. <laughs> I don't even know what you use a hood for on anything outside of like a parka. Like it's like you I know, literally like... wore an outfit today that had a hood. So I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm a fan of a hood. Oh, I guess you I guess you are. Was yeah. it a sweatshirt or was it like a um, well, it was Ivy or... Park, so you know. Okay, well, sure, Beyonce, you know, is <laughs> Beyonce is always an exception, but right. no, this is not the only hood we will see here. Beefy in a wears a hood in one of her like famous. Yes. Um, well, we'll get to it. We'll get okay. to it. We'll get to it. Um, okay, we have Dita Ritz up next. Um, you know, well, here we are. Dita. I mean, hashtag choices. The entrance look for me <laughs> is very confusing. We're giving like an executive realness jacket with like a pedestrian shirt and pants and then a cuckoo blue shoe. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's a no for me. But uh-huh. apocalyptic, she looks good. Body looks lovely. I, body looks good. I, I agree. Hair is super cool. I mean, yeah, she looks good. I, I like the, the runway for sure. But the entrance... 
definitely a choice and i'm sure if she could she would redo that now <laughs> yeah I, th- I think so too and you know she is someone for me i don't know about you that we need her back oh my god format. yeah she's such an incredible performer and human being i would love to see her back on an all-stars yes yeah. and it feels very overdue i'm like yeah. she, she she goes very far on the season like I mean, she everybody gets, like, loves cake, six. right like hello yeah right and the, also sh- the woman walks yeah like the you know i'm not showing you the video right now and maybe i'll pull it for our socials but like this runway in this outfit she is stomp stomping yeah she's a fierce performer super fierce. she's amazing and and um her lip sync to natalie cole goes down and top what like three lip syncs of all time probably i mean she's she's amazing she's amazing um up next, Jiggly Caliente. Okay, so <laughs> Jiggly, her entrance look, I actually kind of love it. I love it. It's like a fun, <laughs> like, kind of like... It's a great shape. It's kind of yeah, 50s it's like... throwback. It's super cute. I mean, the wig line is rough, but of course, it was 2009. You know, late right. months mm-hmm. weren't as common as they are now. But it, it looks yeah. really good on her. I love the simple accessories. She looks clean. She looks sleek. I like it. I agree. I agree. Her I... apocalyptic couture look is... <laughs> so famous in my mind like the fact she has like cut not cut <laughs> sliced legs that she's just twirling she's around just twirling a leg she twirls a leg like it's a handbag from like <laughs> and then when rue is in the workroom and <laughs> asking her about it she's like well i'm gonna make this bodice and then grab some like garbage <laughs> we're just, just like Okay. I mean, it's giving hot potato realness for sure. Like the tin foil. It just, is. But I'm with you. It was so iconically bad that yeah. I somehow like, I'm like, okay, I like it. Like, you this, know. I, do think I, I agree. I feel like when they do a runway of like nods to past runways, I feel like someone will do this and make it incredible. Yeah. Like someone, yeah, you know what I mean? What like, is the was... showgirl headpiece she decided yeah. to go on to? Like, girl, it's right. a lot. It's a lot. And also what you can't see in this photo is the, the there's a lot of hair, too. Like, she has, like, kind of, like, a, a braided, like, a, almost like a box braided look in that goes down pretty far that you see her literally, like, twirl around when she lip syncs later. And it's, like... I don't know where she thought she needed to add more. Well, and we have to say that. that her glow up is unbelievable. She was so incredible mm-hmm. on All Stars. And Agreed. I'm totally. also so happy that she's living her truth as a trans woman. She's been mm-hmm. one of the people who really inspired me in living my truth. And she's also just another queen that I love working with. We have so much fun when we're together. She really is such a positive, good energy in the room. So I, I do love my sister, but yeah, no, we, we all know that apocalyptic couture was a boot. It was a boot. I agree. But the only thing I want to tell her is about All-Stars is she, sh- she, she should have done something like this on yes. All-Stars. I wish she had walked into the workroom in like the elevated, like Diego Montoya version of this. Well, like get up, like you know? um, Alaska did her doll, the her, her all was it her all star? Yeah, season, she or, did. Yeah, on all star, she did. Yeah. Um, um, I forget what I forget the doll's name. I'm I know. Why it. am I forgetting that name too? Uh, pound cake. That's um, it. Uh, there it is. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, up next, Kenya Michaels, another uh, star of the season that we <laughs> kind of just don't hear from anymore. And trans icon entrance look stunning. She her looks wig is incredible. Her face? Her face, her body, <laughs> everything. I mean, I don't know. It's a little Britney Spears for me, the entrance. I know, but I, it feels very, it feels so like, um, like break the ice, give me more. Like, <laughs> like I could see her like lip syncing to blackout. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like Trashorama, but I mean, it works. <laughs> It works for sure. <laughs> I mean, again, you cannot come for the mug. The mug is snapped. No. no. And then, of course, her real hair pulled back with a piece is is beautiful. Mm. I love the long chandelier earring. I mean, she's definitely giving it to you. I just don't know if it's <laughs> wanting to be given, but <laughs> sure, sure. But the apocalyptic look. I mean, come on, slay, yeah. slay. It's so good. But the, they do read her for it actually, because they say that her panties look massive oh yeah her panties are not very good you could tell even in this picture right so the panties are like kind of like not it's like at first you think it's all kind of like a bodysuit but it's not it's really just like a big black furry panty which is like a very weird choice but 
<laughs> my question though why is um a phoenix <laughs> apocalyptic you know rising from the ashes i don't know yeah, yeah i don't know uh, I do love though when she when she walked into the room, Willem was like, "Oh shit, there's like a woman is here. Like we gotta step it up." Um, Lashawn Beyond. Okay, Obsessed. I die for Lashawn Beyond, and I really think it's so. She was gone way too soon. She leaves um, on the second episode. This is like she's only on two episodes of the season, and um, I think you know the entrance look is of the time, but it's like fun and a performance look to me and then the the runway is stunning the that headpiece is crazy to me it's so cool that she did this and this is another person who has transitioned i'm like wow this season Mm -hmm. had a lot of trans women on it i love it it does yeah um yeah for me the entrance look like you said it's giving more of a performance look than an entrance look uh-huh. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I love her hair. I think her hair is super cool and creative. Uh-huh. Uh, and I like the color choice, but eh, not in love. I love the apocalyptic, though. Of course, I'll never forget that headpiece. I mean, mm-hmm. she's known for creating these really outrageous, over-the-top headpieces. Um, so, yeah, I love that look. I think it's super cool. Yeah, agreed. And her... Um, follow her on Instagram. She's, I mean, she's stunning here, but she's like the glow up is up. She is stunning. Yeah. Um, Latrice. Oh my girl, my girl. She is like, Lagandra, what you're saying. She's one of my favorite drag queens of all time. I, she is such a star. I don't think these looks do her stardom justice, but could I wear them? No. Could I make them? No. So. <laughs> well, and famously, she wears those boots. Remember, she wears those black boots so many times. They're like, Latrice, please, do you have anything else? <laughs> what is this entrance look? Like, I don't know. And why are the why are the jewels on her face? Well, that's drag. So it's like, okay, girl, do your thing. But like, what is the entrance look? I do not remember this entrance look at all. And like, it's is a, wearing is it tennis pants? shoes. <laughs> I was about to say it looks like she's wearing like Tom's like I feel like she's in tennis <laughs> shoes underneath that gown I mean it's just not it's not good the, the, and the fabric <laughs> leaves nothing to be desired you know like it's very just like unforgiving you know I would agree oh. I would agree that the shape is off I think like <laughs> I don't know what these necklaces are it's a lot it's a lot going it's on lot. I but mean statement you know. necklaces and chunky those like big huge that was the thing. It was the moment. That it was, was the moment. Such a moment. But yeah. I actually don't hate the apocalyptic couture. I actually think she looks pretty cool. I love yeah. her hair. It's giving me Winnie from Hocus Pocus. Yes, I, <laughs> yes, I would agree with yeah. you. The hair is great. I don't love the boot. I'll be honest, but it does. No. It does go with the look. It's giving you that apocalyptic, like rough and tough and tumble girl. Mm-hmm. But here you can see that her shape is much more proportionate. She's looking. Yeah. You know, beautiful with this very fierce makeup. I love this neck piece that's coming off to the side. Uh, so yeah, I, I like the couture look, but yeah, Miss Entrance look. I'm like, wow, she really wore that as her entrance look. I didn't. <laughs> it's crazy. I had for. I just don't. I know. I kind of forgotten it too, to be honest. I can't you. wait till I see her next and be like, girl, I had to go. Girl, or <laughs> I had and to we were watch looking that. at the entrance look. She's gonna be like, God, just shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, Gotcha. <laughs> Um, next we have Madame Laqueer. Madame Laqueer, I mean, I think both serves. I love her entrance look. I love. She looks no, I mean, I'm saying they both serves. She I agree. Amazing. Like, oh my God, the entrance looks is giving you Bam Bam Couture. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I love it. She looks beautiful. Her makeup looks beautiful. Her hair looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. And then I like the Couture look too. That's super cool. I mean... I she agree. I think they're both great. I mean, I don't yeah. know that we need a plate with a with a foot on it. That's what she's holding there. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we could have gone without that. But I mean, besides that, I, mean, I, I kind of die for it. Yeah, it, it's, I do it's too. fun. I kind of want to wear that her entrance look. It looks so yeah. comfy, cozy. I, no, the girls are in Soho are wearing this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and she's you know what she's smart too because that is something that you can wear probably for a couple hours and not feel uncomfortable in like it's like a oh. good first day. Be I've heard about cover girl, right? The first <laughs> days are long. The hair is also short, so you're not dealing with like sweat, you know. And yeah. she's a practical queen. She is, and the she's also had an amazing glow up. She has too. Yes. Is she on All Stars next season? No. I don't think so. 
No. She would oh. also be fun. She should be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next we have Milan. Uh, now, now, Milan is currently on Broadway in Sweeney Todd, which is we saw. Is she really? That's what? She is, yeah. mm-hmm. I know she's been on Broadway before, but I didn't know she was yes. currently as well. She's so yes. talented, and I actually am living for this entrance look. It's giving me, like, kind of, like, Prince vibes. It's yeah. super Agreed. cool, super chic, kind of Grace Jones-esque. Uh, this apocalyptic couture, I don't really know. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's same. It's, it's safe. I like that she did wear two different shoes because it's like, oh, well, I couldn't find it because the world's <laughs> burning. I think fun, it's kind yeah. of fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually really like the apocalyptic one. I like the hair. I think the gown. I think it. I think she did something with it. I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. Um, it's not like outside of the box necessarily, but it feels more like pedestrian apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a read. That's no, just I'm like saying, a <laughs> do you see pedestrians wearing this? Right. No, I'm saying like, I'm saying like in the apocalypse, like she's not throwing around legs. She's just like, I'm <laughs> strutting over to the shop to go pick up some more canned food. <laughs> totally. I think of like the last of us. So like, relatable. To see her wa- so, so I would love relatable. to see her walking around like in the last of us like that. <laughs> um, Okay, hoods are back. Hoods. Both we have two hoods here with Fifi O'Hara. Um, hood in her entrance look. Uh, I believe it is a a hood on the apocalyptic one too that she like wears and then takes off. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's working for me. You know, uh, of course, it feels a little dated, but it, it was. I mean, it is, but I think for the time it was giving chic. It was giving kind of a throwback to RuPaul because RuPaul did a hood with a swoop like this. Yes. Oh, you're right. You're right. She does. Yeah. You know, I think that panty could have been cut a little higher. It's kind of giving like diaper shape. But Mm -hmm. overall, I think it's a solid look. I love a strong shoulder. I love a cape. I love a leg. So, yeah, I think (laughs) it works for me. And then the apocalyptic, I think she nailed it. It's totally, yeah. I don't know about the gold bow. I don't know about that gold bow in the middle of the belt, but everything else I'm like, yeah. And she's got oh, oh, I just noticed that. And, yeah, it's a little weird detail. It's a little Christmas for a second. Right. Why is that? But I love the like potato <laughs> sacks on the shoes. I think that's super cool. And I love that she's got like belts dangling and I love the use of red. I think that's a nice, strong, bold color that pops off mm-hmm. and she's got this like cool mullet on. So yeah, I'm buying. She both. looks really good. I'm buying both yep. looks. Cool. Um, okay, next Sharon. I believe Sharon. These two are very kind of like cultural resets for the franchise in many ways. Um, her entrance look. She walks in in a very kind of simple, uh, you know, black dress and and a witch's hat. But and that was so dressed down and kind of weird for everyone and at that time. But I think it's so fun, like it's a fun so like fun. statement to like who she is. Yeah. And then, I mean, this apocalyptic look is pretty legendary in the pantheon totally. of drag race. She walks down the runway, blood starts to come out of her mouth. She, I think it's, I think it's badass. I think it's cool. And it's, I think literally it's fat. Like, but I feel like someone would wear that right now. Absolutely. On the Both the of them. One. Well, yeah, both of them, but yeah. <laughs> both yeah. that mini black dress. Absolutely. I mean, I don't personally love the entrance look, but I agree with you. It was like a cultural reset moment. And I remember in the time, like loving and living for it because mm-hmm. it was so different than what we'd seen course now mm-hmm. to me it reads a little like party city and it, it does little, yeah. it reads a little cheap but uh <laughs> you just can't take away her apocalyptic couture it was such a moment and she was so committed and like you said i think we could still see someone walk down the runway in a, in a look very similar to this so mm-hmm. it definitely stands the test of time and there's a reason she won mm-hmm. i totally I agree. agree um Okay, the princess. <laughs> the princess, the princess. Now, the entrance, it's... Um, I don't hate I don't it. Know. I don't hate I don't, it. I don't, I, I don't hate yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. It's a little circus-y, the hat. Yeah. Now, the um, the runway, she said it was a water world fantasy. I, I, it is crazy. It is cuckoo crazy to me. Yeah. She had something else too like we yeah, saw in this she... episode is like she had this like ballerina corset tutu moment and why'd RuPaul... she jump ship on that yeah Ru- rupaul was like this is has nothing to do with the apocalypse ah uh, well neither does this one well, well, neither, <laughs> neither does this uh sailor moon look so Pass. um okay uh last 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 we have willem um you know willem entrance i mean this is like willem's vibe at the time i feel like <laughs> like the you know 
fresh, right, like off the rack sort of look, but like fashion off the rack, but not like custom in a way. I don't know. Is that a read? I don't mean for it to sound like that, but you know what I mean? That was like the vibe. It was the vibe. And then she was a body girl. So the body's all there. And the body is bodying. She looks good. I like that. I like the hair. I think it's fun. I love both. I mean, they're both horrible, but I love both. Like, <laughs> I just love them. I mean, I just loved her this season. I love her in person. She used to be my next door neighbor. Oh fun. God, so I'm sure that was fun. a blast. So much fun. Um, and she's just, you know, she's such a fashion girl and she's always been creative in her styling and the way that she wears and works things. And I don't know. She just somehow pulls it off. I feel like the entrance look is like very early 2000s. It's giving clueless. It's giving like, mm-hmm. you know, that cute girl and who was like the mean girl. And it works for me. I love I love the silhouette. I love the high boot. I love just I love it. And then the apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she just looks amazing. I love the strong black top with the strong black boot. She's got this cane. The hair is super cool. Maybe the gloves yeah, a bit great. much, but I love it because, yeah. again, that's what she's known for. She's known for styling looks, and mm-hmm. I think she did a great job. So many, so many stars and legends and all stars are in this freaking season. Meanwhile, yeah, Latrice is going to be like, really? You said Willem's entrance look was my present? <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Yeah, my. I, I mean, think, she can do no wrong for I mean, me. So she can right. do no wrong, but I don't know that this look is of any time. It's just yeah. sort of, of <laughs> it's of something. I'm not sure. It's a choice. Um, but um, you know, Sharon wins, and then we get a little lip sync between um, between Jiggly and Alisa, uh, uh, and then Alisa uh, uh, Summers goes home. Okay. Um, and Jiggly tool, tool out of her areolas. Everything, yes. And Jiggly swings those legs around, um, and, <laughs> and then we have a great up. Um, now, Laganja, before we let you go, is there anyone kind of in the drag uh, race pantheon that you want to see back on your screens again? And then, is also is there anyone that's never been on Drag Race that you're like, we need more, you know? representation for them on the show um well yeah there's many queens that i love from around the world queen b ho well actually she dropped the hoe so just queen b she's out in jacksonville she dropped the hoe that's funny i'm sorry (laughs) she's she's out in jacksonville but she's from puerto rico she's been trying out like every year and she's so amazing and i would love to see her also my girlfriend kiki balch change from new york who's an incredible yes i've seen kiki perform many times she's amazing i would love to see both of them on the show and then and as far as someone I would like to see back, uh, definitely Dita Ritz. I think she would be incredible to see back on the show. And I have a very special place in my heart for Daya Betty. So I would love for her to go back on the show. Mm-hmm. I love Daya. I thought Daya was such a cool, fun character that really, I think more people should have celebrated. Like she brought such fun. T- she's great TV, right? Great TV. Great drag. Mm-hmm. Great drag. And also, I mean, you know, you you know her. I, I don't. But she seems like she has great, a great sense of humor about herself and, a, and thick oh, skin and is like totally. down to play the game. It's like yeah. such a good, a no, good presence on the show. Everyone, you know, on her season thought she was a bitch. But I can tell you she's so the opposite of a bitch. She just has strong opinions and she was asked her opinions and she gave them. But mm-hmm. ultimately, she's one of the kindest girls that I've ever worked with and I would say as far as Drag Race girls, it's probably who I'm the closest with. We really bonded last year over Work the World. And um, we just, yeah, we became fast friends. And I feel like I've known her my whole life. And she also likes to, you know, smoke weed. So, of course, I love that. (laughs) And, um, you know, she's actually in Vegas right now in the Vegas show, killing it, Mm -hmm. looking gorgeous. And, uh, yeah, I just love her. I don't know that she wants to go back on All Stars, but I personally would just love to see her again on my television screen. I completely agree with you. Um, well, Lakanja, thank you so much for being here. This is so fun. Yes, I love a good dumpster dive, honey. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. I know it was kind of fitting that we did this episode when they literally go like diving for garbage right. amongst them in the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. totally. <laughs> um, we'll tell everyone where they can listen to your music, follow you, yeah. support you, um, and all that. You can find me on all social media platforms at Laganja Astranja, except for TikTok, where I'm the only Laganja Astranja. Be sure, as you said in the intro, to check out my Day in the Life vlog, which comes out every Thursday at 4.20 Eastern Standard Time on my YouTube. 
definitely check out my website, which is just lagondrestranja.com for when I will be performing near you, as well as my collection of clothing and water pipes and cannabis accessories. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for more music coming very soon. Daily basis, my EP, my debut EP will be out this summer. Very excited about that and, and can't wait to hit the road very soon with Work the World again. I will be in the first leg of the American tour. So yeah, like I said, check out my website if you want to see where you can catch me performing in a place near you. Well, you are such a busy woman, so we appreciate you coming on and we had such a joy talking to you. Once again, you're an icon in Drag Race history and continue to do amazing things post-Drag Race and we are a fellow Dallas queen. We just thank you so much. Yes, of course. Thank you all for having me. And as always, stay sickening. Oh, That's another app in the books. Make sure to follow me at Pamela on Instagram. And you can follow Kix. At Kix Hamlet, that's spelled C-I-X. And make sure to follow the pod on IG at Dumpster Dive Pod. And on TikTok at Two Dumpster Divas. Rate, review, and subscribe to us and all the pods you love on your favorite app of choice. And we will see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.